powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everybody. Tony Richards here, Master Coach, coming up today on the Better Than Before show. We're going to hit the national days of the week this next week. We're losing famous and legendary musicians each week now. And today I will discuss with you the power of feedback. That's all coming up here on Better Than Before. But before we get there, I'd like to tell you that if you'd like to subscribe to my free newsletter, you can do it right on our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. It's the Monday Morning Memo, and the Monday Morning Memo contains three quick leadership big ideas and also big business ideas and also a short little uh, article that I have pulled from the archives from one of my writings and also either a quote or a journaling question. It all comes to you every Monday morning in your inbox. All you have to do is go to clearvisiondevelopment.com, put in your email address there at the bottom of the homepage, and you will be enrolled and you will get the Monday morning memo every Monday morning, bright and early when you get to the office. All right, let's look and see what we've got for National Days this week. So we'll start with today, August 15th. It's National Leathercraft Day, National Lemon Meringue Pie Day, and it's also National Relaxation Day. On Wednesday, the 16th, it's National Rum Day. Yeah, man. National Airborne Day, National Roller Coaster Day, and National Telejoke Day. You know that friend who shouldn't tell jokes? Well, this is the one day where they get to. Thursday, August 17th is Black Cat Appreciation Day. It's National Massachusetts Day. Also National Nonprofit Day, National I Love My Feet Day, and National Thrift Shop Day. On Friday, August 18th, it's National Fajita Day. I love fajitas. I like them at Chili's, but I also like them at a couple of the really nice local Mexican places we have here. National Ice Cream Pie Day, National Mail Order Catalog Day. Boy, are those things few and far between. My mom still orders Christmas presents for us from a mail order catalog. Uh, I just wonder how much longer that's going to be available. Saturday, August 19th is National Potato Day. It's International Orangutan Day. It's World Honeybee Day, World Humanitarian Day. It's International Bow Day. So put one in your hair, ladies. World Photography Day, National Soft Ice Cream Day, and National Aviation Day. On Sunday, August 20th, we've got International Day of Medical Transporters Day, World Mosquito Day. I guess everybody gets a day, no matter how aggravating you are. National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day and National Radio Day on Sunday. And then Monday, August 21st, we've got Brazilian Blowout Day, National Senior Citizens Day, and National Spumoni Day. And Spumoni is a ice cream, as you probably know. And those are your 
national holidays for this next week. So I hope you get to enjoy one of them. Man, we just continue to lose these wonderful, influential, especially rock and roll musicians. Robbie Robertson passed away on August the 9th, 2023. He was the lead guitar player. Bob Dylan transferred in the mid-60s from being just himself in an acoustic guitar. He was an acoustic folk singer, and he changed to an electric band. And you probably remember, maybe you do, maybe you don't, depending on your music history knowledge, he was booed, I mean, incessantly. And Robbie Robertson, who was his lead guitar player for Bob Dylan, and then they broke out from Bob Dylan and they called themselves just the band. They were together from the late sixties until about 1978. And they did a really famous concert that was supposed to be their last show in 1978. That has been one of the best rock and roll films ever made called the last waltz and Robbie Robertson, boy, I'm just not going to have enough time on these podcasts to do all the wonderful tributes I'd like to do to these people. I'm going to have to find another outlet, maybe start writing some articles about some of these people and their influence on me. But man, it's just one of those, one of those eight tracks that I used to listen to on the way to high school in my car in the morning on eight track songs from big pink. That was the first album for the band. Had those great songs uh, on there like The Weight and Up on Cripple Creek and just just fantastic. And so uh, rest in peace, Robbie Roberts. All right. We want to talk today about feedback. Here's a quote for you. Ken Blanchard said, feedback is the breakfast of champions. If you're a leader or a manager, giving or receiving feedback can be a powerful influence on learning and achievement for those who are in your department. I think one of the reasons former athletes are typically a little easier to coach as employees is because they are accustomed to getting constant feedback on what they need to improve and where they're coming up short. Many employees are just not used to having consistent feedback. Some very much like to have it and want it and desire it, and some would prefer to avoid it altogether. They see it as recognizing their weaknesses. If we have a high intrinsic strength and belief about ourselves, we can take the feedback and use it to improve. If our intrinsic belief about ourselves is lower, it could be harder to receive and accept the feedback to make changes necessary to move ahead productively. A lot of us really do really well when we receive positive feedback, although at times there is a little voice on the inside of us telling us that we really don't deserve it, or if it's truly genuine. False humility rears its head when we protest out loud. When someone is trying to tell us we did a good job, we respond that it really wasn't a big deal or we spread around the credit about, well, everybody worked hard on this. Learning to accept positive and appreciative feedback can be a challenge for those who suffer from lower self-esteem. Then there is the coaching feedback that carries improvement-oriented feedback with it. The feedback can sometimes leave people confused, angry, or flustered 
It triggers feelings of attack, so we attack back. Bad move, folks. Oftentimes, our key to success gets lost in the attack, and instead of heeding and using the feedback constructively, we defend or we deflect. Let me give you five powerful words. Some of the most powerful social capital you can use with anyone is when you tell them, you did a good job. You don't have to gush. You don't have to go on and on. Just five words. You did a good job. At some point, you'll always have an area of improvement to discuss, which is going to require some negative or improvement-oriented feedback. No matter how difficult it is for the person to receive it, it'll be easier to swallow if there's been a steady flow of recognition and appreciation for the effort and previous good work. You can set the stage for tough conversations ahead by having appreciative conversation now. When the dialogue is non-frequent and unbalanced, in other words, too much positive and not enough improvement orientation or vice versa, you can set yourself up to make tough conversations even harder. Let me give you the four different kinds of feedback that I've identified for managers and coaches. Number one is appreciation. Appreciation feedback is just those five words. You did a good job. And we don't give appreciation-oriented feedback nearly enough. Number two, coaching feedback. What's going well and what needs work in the coming weeks or on specific issues? Now, this is really important to remember, so jot this down. Skills need training. Behavior needs coaching. And character is either there or it isn't. You can't coach Dracula to stop biting people. All right. Skills get trained. Behavior gets coached. Character is there or it isn't. Number three is observational feedback. These are just short little things that you observe or you notice that can be modified or fixed quickly. Hey, have you ever noticed that when you're doing a meeting, you tend to do this? Something they can fix quickly, right away. Quick adjustments. And number four is evaluative feedback. This is what people typically confuse appreciation, coaching, and observational feedback with evaluative feedback or their evaluation, which is how they're doing overall in their performance for their role. A lot of people only give evaluative feedback once a year. I advise my clients to do it once a quarter. And if they even do it twice a year, that's better than once a year. So how much interaction do you have with your direct reports? Let me give you some advice. More frequent interactions make reviews and coaching sessions easier. Less interactions make reviews and coaching sessions harder. How much do you balance appreciative feedback with improvement-oriented feedback? Make sure you keep track in your journal to make the relationship balanced and smoother. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 Special thanks, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall, who always puts these shows together and makes me sound so good. Until we visit again next week here on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm your host of Better Than Before, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. 
for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.